five-star Grand Prix continues, and the finals are just around the corner. Uh, Natsupoy, who has been the lead this entire time, is, is you know, people are gaining on her, which we will talk all about. Plus, maybe Lurk is going to give us a little bit of um, her uh, time in the UK for All In. <laughs> I don't know. Let's check it out. This is a Rising Sun Rundown on Women's Wrestling Talk. Woo! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, Bobby. Hey, yes, this is the Rising Sun Rundown on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Everyone's excited if you can hear. Where is the roof? Exactly. This roof. Um, so how are you guys? Tired. <laughs> so Lyric is tired. I, I'm I'm also tired, but also uh, again, I'm in a different setting today. So apologies to anyone watching if my internet cuts in and out, because you know, hotel Wi-Fi ain't the business. But yeah, Shay, how are you? How are you today? You know, I, I, I'm I'm doing great. You know, um, <laughs> it's a Thursday and I'm off, so that's always good. I know that's right. Mm, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> so we got we got a lot to to talk about, right? You know, there there's just a lot to to talk about. So who's touching buttons? <laughs> so. <laughs> So, uh, Lyric, take it away. Let's get right into it. What's up, JD? What is this? What photo is JD putting up? Is I can't. That? I don't know. Who is that? <laughs> what is that? He's trolling. Per usual. Okay. Well, you know, last week we had no matches uploaded. And this week, I guess Stardom World decided they were tired of my slander. So we got three shows uploaded. Praise God. We had nine matches to review tonight. Um... Nine. I I watched eight, so I think I did pretty decent. Um, did y'all all finish? Did you get, get, get to them all? I did, but I can't promise you that I'm not getting them all mixed up because uh, okay, because homegirl, homegirl Natsuko was all up and down. He was everywhere. <laughs> he was everywhere. Was there, everywhere. <laughs> so I okay. saw eight. I saw eight like you. So yeah. Yes, I saw eight. Hi. So let's get into it. So we started off with night one. That was on, um, that was August 20th. Um, so we had Hazuki and Ami Sori, and we had Mayu Iwatani and Nasuko Tora. So starting off with Hazuki versus Ami. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I didn't have high expectations for this match. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, just good match, random good match, but nothing memorable. It actually ended up being one of my favorite matches that I watched in this entire pack. One of my favorite matches of the tournament. Um, Hazuki won. She finally gets her first victory. I felt vindicated. Um, I finally felt seen. Um, if For those of you who don't know, I'm a Hazuki stan. She was who I picked to win this tournament. So imagine my surprise when she just goes defeated um, for up until now. Um 
I felt like there was a personal conspiracy against me, but I think we're turning the the course. Um, we're making progress. I didn't know Ami. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't familiar with your game. I was not. Fam- I'm gonna apologize to you. I was not familiar with your game. I didn't know that you hooped like that. Um, but I will be. I keep an eye on you in the future. Um, from Miss Mayu Iwatani versus Nasuko. Now, listen, I'm gonna be honest. I think I got on here at least twice and I've said Nasuko's not actually gonna win. Listen, um, we're getting to a point to where I don't even know if she can lose at this point and not finish her at the top of her block. Um, she's really hardcore, like, she's, she's not playing around, and especially to go up against. The the ace, the icon of stardom, and my my she's really knocked everybody down. And we're gonna talk about that as we get further into it. But her and that mist, she's getting the girlies down. What'd you all think about these matches? Red stars. So um can you hear me? Am I still cracking, cracking and popping, popping? Like JD said, is my mic. You're snapping, crackling, and popping, but it's not, like, terrible. Terrible. Okay, I'll keep it quick. Apologies. Again, hotel, Wi-Fi, you know, things happening. I thought there were great matches. I was with you. I was surprised that, let me look at my notes, that Hazuki won. She's up to two wins at this point. Um, And, uh, yeah, Natsuko, by the end of this episode, homegirl is, like, at the top. So I thought it was great matches all around. Thought it was good. Uh, yeah, I know. Hazuki said she came out with the hair up. She said, I'm about to be on my Sonya Deville. Put my hair up and square up. And she just started. Shake that ponytail. Work that updo. <laughs> no, but honestly, I really enjoyed this match. Um, They both seem really evenly matched. Yeah. Um, The DDT, that one DDT that Hazuki pulled out. I, I, exactly. Um, I was very, I feel like Natsuko was like, y'all are very disrespectful. You guys disrespected me all last week, the week before that you beat me up. I'm not getting to make my entrances. So now I'm about to turn it up and turn it up. She did. I really, really, this is one of my favorite matches of between Natsuko and uh, Mayu actually. And the, the missed part caught me off guard. Like the where where she hit it. And then the way she was just like, on Mayu and working her right leg like for most of that match. I was like, Natsuko's not playing no further and I'm scared. <laughs> no games. Um, So that was the 20th moving on. We had three ma- Oh, when do you think Mayu defends the IWGP Women's Championship? Well, I have a dream. Um, I have a dream that she will fin- defend it next in the UK. Because New Japan is doing a huge show in October called Royal Quest 3 at Copper Box Arena in London, England. Um, a lot of championships will be on the line. I hope that the IWGP Women's Championship is on the line. And I believe that for this Royal Quest 3 show, the perfect opponent would be a British woman named Mariah May. So that's my that's my dream for um, Mayu to defend the IWGP Women's Championship Versus Mariah May at Royal Quest 3. That's my dream as of right now. But there's also an argument for Julia to also defend at Royal Quest 3. Because Julia was actually born in London. Fun fact. Julia was born in London. And so, hey, I'm not, 
I'm not against two women's matches, even though at this point, nobody knows the difference between the two championships, but Mayu Iwatani versus Alex Winter, that actually could work um, just because Alex is obviously the current Rev Pro undisputed British women's champion and Rev Pro is an official partner of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that could happen. There's a lot of different options, I would say, for this Royal Quest show. A lot of people who could be on this card, both men and women. So I'm really down for just about any of these combinations of folks. I think a lot of people have ties to the UK. UK has been a great market specifically for New Japan Pro Wrestling. They have, and Stardom has a few women's wrestlers who have strong ties um, to the UK. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think we there's a lot of great possibilities here. Um, so moving forward, we had three matches. We had Nasuka again. She's been outside. She's been outside on y'all heads. Uh, Nasuko versus Tam Nakano, the current World of Stardom champion. We had the New Japan um, Strong Women's Champion Julia versus the Wonder of Stardom champion Mirai. And we had Yatami Hayashishta versus Micah. All of these matches were really, really good. Um, obviously, Nasuko hit Tam with that mat that missed again. She hit her. She did it. And I will say, knocking off Tam Nakano and Mayu Otani back-to-back is... I don't even think there's words to explain how impressive that is. These two women are stardom. You have the icon in the heart. Like, those, they are stardom. And to knock them off back-to-back is just about as impressive as it gets. Like, that's a mega push. And so Rossi must be really, really high on Nasuko. Um, I didn't see that coming at the beginning of the tournament, but clearly, like... um, the powers that be are very high up on her for her to be able to get the win over two women who just essentially define stardom as a company. Um, Julia versus Mariah. It's I've said how I felt about Mariah on numerous times, but this was actually one of my favorite matches from her. Um, Julia brings the best out of everyone. Um, she got the win here over Julia, which is a really big win for her as white belt champion. I say to to defeat a former red belt champion and a former white belt champion in um, Julia. And then Michael versus Utami. This is a very interesting matchup because these two are going to team up in a couple weeks for the dream tag festival. Um, Michael gets a great win over Utami. These two are very well matched um, both as a team, as well as, as opponents. So I'm a fan. what do you think of these? Oh, okay. Yes. So we're so making sure I don't want to. Um, well, for me, I pointed out two matches I really, really liked, which was uh, Mika uh, and uh, Utami. I really, really liked that match. Um, I felt like Utami was not playing, like, the whole match. Even just, I just love the vibe of, of Utami, like, in general. Like, she just gives me, I'm here. Um, there was a forearm from uh, Utami that knocked Micah out, and I was just like, I'm scared. Um, and then also, I really liked uh, Mariah uh, versus Julia. That was also a match, which you said. And I was shocked. I really was shocked because I did expect Julia to win. I don't know. Lately, I feel like in the um, tournament, she's kind of been losing momentum, um, you know, with some losses that I didn't expect. So I'm just kind of like, does that mean anything? Or am I reading too much into it? I don't know. 
Um, and then for um, Natsuko uh, versus uh, Tam, I was also shocked about this as well. Like, I really, but honestly, Tam was like the Energizer Bunny for half of that match. I was like, how are you still getting up? This, that one spinning heel kick that she did was so pretty. Yeah, those are my thoughts on those three matches. Yeah. I'll say, uh, going back to what she said about Julia really quickly, the five-star Grand Prix is a very unique tournament in the sense of, compared to all the other tournaments, all the other champions typically aren't defending while they're in tournament. But in stardom, champions are still defending their titles, taking on challengers, and competing in the tournament at the same time. So Julia, obviously, her focus has been split going back and forth, you know, between America recently. And so, like, I would say it's extremely difficult um, for stardom wrestlers in particular because, like, they have, like, three different priorities at once. Like, most of them have had to defend their title who are champions have had to defend their title at least once since this whole tournament started. Uh, I am with Shay that like, I felt like Julia, I was surprised when she lost. I really was. I was like, wait, wait a minute, run that back. Um, but at this point, like, listen, everybody else is so far ahead of her that like, is she really a factor in this anymore? Right. Um, Something that I wanted to point out with Natsuko and, and, Ta and Tam, she says at the very end, um, calls, calls, calls Tam out and said, what is up with you losing? Challenges her for the red belt. I said, oh, you out here just talking. <laughs> I was cracking up. Like whenever she gets on the mic, homegirl's like, you gonna listen to what I have to say. I will say, though, that uh, I was kind of underwhelmed with Utami and Micah's match. The pacing for me was just kind of not great. It picked up at the end when you we knew it was going to be over. Like, mm -hmm. it picked up. But the whole time, I was like, the pacing for me was just a little slow. But it was still, you know, good overall. But um, I liked their little moment at the end uh, where they're gifting each other, you know, sake and tequila. That was cute. <laughs> Take a little shot. Tee-hee. Yeah, um, I think that I think that this is very interesting. I don't think that Julia, even though I think Julia lost because she can afford another loss, I don't think Mariah could take another loss and be believable as white belt champion. She took so many losses in this tournament against like legitimate uh, opponents. Julia is one of those people that I honestly believe that she can lose from now until next year, and she's still Julia, and people are always going to take her seriously. Mariah has been fighting her perception issue for a very long time, I feel like, in stardom of just, like, constantly being given opportunities, but people feeling like she doesn't live up to them. And obviously, people like me, hello, who have criticized her performance and, like, some of the L she's taken during the five-star Grand Prix, I'm going to be honest, if she had lost this match, I was going to say take that belt off her tomorrow. So maybe that's why. That's why she had to win. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> okay, well, wait, real quick before you get to the last set of matches, because, well, maybe, you know what, actually, let's talk about this at the end. This is an end thing at the okay, end. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. So, moving on, we had, who is this? I'm sorry, I can't see. Who's that right there? Oh, that was Ami versus Starlight Kid. We had Saori versus Hanan. We had Nasuka. She's back, y'all. Hey. She's back, Nasuko versus Naspoy. And we have Mariah May versus Momo Watanabe. Um, 
the only one I didn't get to see, I didn't get to see Ami versus Starlight Kid, but I did get to see Sauri versus Hanan. This one was a sprint, but it was so good. It was quick, but it was extremely good for what it was. Sari just dazzles. Like she's dazzling every time that she's in the ring. Hanan, this one also like the neck bumps and this was crazy. They were going suplex for suplex for suplex for suplex for suplex. Just neck bump after neck. I, I felt like Roderick Strong. I felt like Roderick Strong with my neck brace. I felt like Roddy with my neck brace. Adam! We we always want at this point just keep the neck brace on forever, sir. <laughs> just keep it off. Like a part of him, like Kane with his mask. Adam, <laughs> bro, Roddy Strong is my favorite evil baby mama. Okay, like which one's my mic too? He's just oh, but yeah, that's how I felt after all the neck bumps in this match. Okay. The girls ate down. Listen, that was quick, but it, it they did what they needed to do. Um, Nats Poi versus Nasuko Tora was great. Nasuko then antagonizes Nats Poi afterwards and is like, yeah, you and your best friend ain't nothing. I done beat both y'all, period. You weak. Your whole faction trash. You sorry. I said, oh, my God. Oh my God! I told you, oh your tie. They are the goons of stardom. They are the goons. They don't just beat you. They rub it in. Just, just who? But my favorite match out of the bunch was Mariah May versus Momo Watanabe. Momo is one of the most aggressive wrestlers the stardom has. Like she is very brutal. Very just overwhelms her opponents she typically has the size advantage obviously she comes out on her bat waka got to know that bat really well when she got hit with it but mariah was able to match that aggression and that just shows how much far she's coming stardom and also her charisma is through the roof her connection to the crowd is absolutely insane like she just her facial expressions she knows how to emote she just can take everything I think to the next level. She's an absolute star. I love this match. Um, I actually did not expect Mariah to win here, but she pulled it out and she looked 100% believable while doing it. Um, excellent. That was my favorite, I think, out of the bunch. How'd y'all feel? Yo, like, listen, I didn't expect Mariah to win either, and she was shocked that she won. <laughs> she was like me and I was like you but yeah that was it was really good the um uh with uh Ami and Starlight Kid I watched that one but for some reason I don't know it kept cutting out like the last few minutes for me so I could not even finish that one unfortunately but it was good from what I saw um and again Natsuko <laughs> and Natsupoi I was looking forward to that one because they were the ones that you know at this point I think at this point, Natsuko was ahead, maybe at like a point or two. Um, and so, yeah, I was definitely looking forward to this. And by the end of it, Natsuko was like, it's me, I'm her. And period. So. Period. <laughs> you know what? 
you can have this right now, not to go. That's fine. You got your little win. I'm happy for you. You got your little lead. <laughs> but Nat's boy is not gonna like she's taking it. I'm going, I'm standing on, I'm saying it. She's taking it. <laughs> this week. Cause next week it's gonna be crazy. She she's gonna run through everybody. Give her five matches next week. I don't even care. Give her five. <laughs> Five, five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. Give her five and watch her win them all. I, you know what? Hugo, you can talk all that. I'm not trying to hear it. You just got really New York, bro. Like you just, I'm talking about like an accent that I didn't know that you had just, just popped out. Like goddamn, like just whoa. It's only when I'm really. Like, I can tell. Even that's boy so much. I want her to win. Oh. Come on, girl, bring it home. <laughs> you, know, like, you know the intro to Love Sosa in school in the barbershop. Talk about some Nats boy ain't this. Nats boy ain't that. Nats boy ain't no hitter. Shut the hell up! This is a very unserious group of individuals. Very unserious. <laughs> very, very, very unserious. Uh, that's where we are currently with the five star. These are the current rankings. Like I said, y'all, Nasuka, I'm not sure if like she can't. How many more matches she got? She only got one left. Oh my god, yeah, she, she's yeah, she's yeah, done. She, everybody on the red stars, y'all done. You're done. Hang it up, flat screen. I don't know. Actually, no, one, two. Oh, she does. She does have the only person who can overtake her now is Natspoy. Natspoy has two matches left, so Natspoy versus Hazuki and Natspoy versus Tam. Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. Tam versus <sighs> Tam versus. Actually, no. Okay, so starting is weird. They don't go in like a linear way. Like so, Nat Tam has five matches left. Yeah, Tam has five matches left. So honestly, this could go anyway. I this didn't is... realize that she had that many left. I didn't realize that Tam had that many left too. And I'm going to be honest, she has the biggest ones that she has left. Nats, Poi, and Suri are going to be her biggest opponents. I think she can be, she, she's probably, she's definitely going to be Ami. Um, she's going to be Starlight Kid. Suzu is a wild card here. But. Yeah. Nasuko Tora, though, like, literally, she's only dropped two? She, yeah, she's only dropped two. As long as she, she if she beats Suzuki, it's a good chance that she's going through. That'd mean, that'll take her to 14. But if she loses to Hazuki, if Natsupoi beats Hazuki and Tam, that will put her at 11, 13. Yeah. So that's Natsupoi's chance. She'd have to beat both Tam and Hazuki. Hazuki, I need you to turn it up on Natsuko, but I need you to turn it down on Natsupoi. I hope you hear me. Four, six, eight, ten, ten. If if Tam wins all of her matches, she'll win and she'll get to fifteen. But she's not going to win all of her matches. I wouldn't put it past at this point. She has five. She has five. She's not going to win them all. But that's the thing. If Tam wins, Natspoy can't win. So, like, Natspoy has to beat Tam to have any chance of going forward. Um, 
she's going to have to beat Tam. And this is like why I say, when I say that Cosmic Angels is the messiest faction, because whenever Tam and Nasquad get in the ring together, they try to kill each other, and it gets really, really competitive, and it gets really, really bad. And <sighs> Cosmic <laughs> Angels already got into, they always have some problems. But the Blue Stars is wide open. Currently, there is a five-way tie for first with Mariah, Mina, Mariah, Momo, and Sari. And mm -hmm. right behind them, tied at five, are Julia and Micah. Right behind them, tied at four, are Yatami and um, Azumi. Risa Sarah is the next challenger for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. That is a very interesting matchup. So Risa Sarah was a part of the Prominence Stable. The prominent stable is a group of freelancers who like compete uh, in Joshi wrestling, but they competed in um, stardom last year and won the artist of stardom championships together. Suzu Suzuki used to be a member of prominence before she officially signed on to stardom. Um, a lot of these girls came from ice ribbon and ice ribbon is the former home of Julia. And when Julia left Ice Ribbon and go on to stardom, a lot of people felt like they, she got ripped out the plastic, started acting brand new, and left her homies behind. So there's a lot of stories. There's a lot. There's a backstory here. Okay. All right. There's lots to dig into right there. A, a big chunk, if you will. Okay. Yes. Um, so we're wide open, specifically in the blue stars. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, who who has? Let's see, Mariah. She's not going. She has what? She has a couple matches left. I'm she still pulling for Mina in the blue stars. Mina has Sari. Ooh, she got Sari, Momo, Micah, and Azumi. Ooh, Momo. she got she got a hard path. Momo got five. Momo has five. I'll be honest. Momo's my dream. Like, Momo is my dream just because, like, Momo needs to get that red belt. I don't know one way or another how to get it get it to her. But she's not going to win this tournament. At this point, like, I'm going – this is what I, I have a dream. I believe that stardom, they like to, like, do a bait and switch. So they're going to – they'll let Natsuko, you know, rack up all these points. Cause so you're gonna be like, oh, maybe she's gonna win, and somebody is going to just shock everybody, and like just overcome last minute. That's cool. So I'm not sure who that person is going to be. I think at this point, I think it's a really good chance that it's Nice Boy, um, at least at Red Stars. And then for the blue, I don't know. Like you got so many people who are doing well. Like yeah. Mina's doing well. I don't think my Raya's going to win. Because a foreigner has never won the five star, but however, mm -hmm. at the same time, she she's already blown past all my expectations for this tournament. So I wouldn't be surprised if like she made the finals or something. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and I don't think that a current champion is going to win. Like, I don't think a current champion is going to win because I think that that just defeats the purpose. I think we should give new faces um, opportunities. So I don't know. But that's where we are currently with the five-star Grand Prix. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But I think it's time for a commercial. You know so. what? It absolutely is time for a commercial. I love commercials. It's my favorite time of the year.
Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Woo, we are back. So, just going through some, just not random, but what's happening at other places in Japanese wrestling. So, this past weekend, Satoshi Kojima won the Royal Road Tournament for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Clap, clap, clap. Um... I'm going to be honest, the fact that this old man is literally having such a career resurgence this, this summer is kind of scary. This man has competed in Forbidden Door and also winning tournaments. Like, how are you doing all this? I don't understand. Listen, I this summer, I've seen the old heads, the over 50 crowd has been showing out in wrestling. They said, you think you're going to forget about me? Y'all thought you got Sting jumping off of here, there, and you got you you, you got Jericho doing performing in the middle of all. Like the over fifty crowd has been showing out bad. Billy Gunn out here scissoring all over the place. Oh yeah, can't forget about Billy Gunn. My fault. Can't forget about Daddy Ass. My fault. That like literally the over fifty crowd in wrestling has been going crazy. Jeff Jarrett. And his in in his guitar, I stand. They said, "Yo, who?" Uh, Ricky the Steamboat is about to have a, a match <laughs> with Ricky. With Ricky, like they are showing out. I am so excited for this. I am too. I think. Listen, I love it. I think that, like, I think that being able to properly use legends is such a cool thing. And I think it connects the generations. Like, I think it connects. There's so many newer fans who might not be as, re, you know, me familiar with, like, you know, the olden days of wrestling, but they'll be able to look back on moments like this and go back and, like, rewatching old stuff. Or these moments, like, really connect generations. And so I heard Terry Funk is coming back for one more match. Stop. JD, you don't get to comment no more. You. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, to be quite honest, like knowing Terry Funk, who this, what he stood for, I 100% believe it. Yeah. Terry Funk came out of retirement about 10 times. Um, I know for a fact that he is, he is up there behind the pearly gates wrestling Dusty Rose as we speak. Um, Terry Funk invented the whole lying about a retirement. Okay. Before Ric Flair started doing it and having <laughs> one more match and one more match. Terry Funk Ben did that, okay? Period. Um, I think 
I think you're absolutely speak to that point. I think you're absolutely right. Again, as a new wrestling fan, as you all know, um, that it has given me the opportunity to go back here and there and just kind of um, watch and actually actually see these matches. Like people that I had heard about just through pop culture mm-hmm. growing up that I never really paid attention to, to now go back and be like, oh, okay, so this is why this is this is why you hot, right? Like this is this is what's up. So that's been really cool for me as well. Um, so yeah, you're right. Uh, I've been loving it. I'm with you over 50 crowd doing it. Let's go. I'm here for it. Yeah. I am glad that, um, somebody did mention Terry Funk. I should have put a picture up here, but like obviously rest in peace, but Terry Funk was a huge figure specifically in Japanese wrestling. Like he was one of the top foreigners of all time in Japanese wrestling. Like he's one of those people, like the the most modern equivalent that I can probably compare him to is John Moxley, a person who might've had a WWE run, but that doesn't define his career. He did just, he did it all. Um, ECW, WWE, he did, um, you know, wrestling in Japan. Like he did all of the things, hardcore, like strong style, anything that you can think of. Last week I was going back and watching his matches. Some of his stuff with Stan Hansen, who is known as probably one of the greatest foreigner in Japanese history. Um, just so many incredible matches, um, and Terry Funk will be missed and his legacy will live on. Um, but, um, specifically for the Japanese crowd, weekly pro wrestling actually made him the cover, which is, um, it's a weekly, um, magazine in Japan It made him the cover, which is a huge deal for a foreigner to be on the cover period. Um, and I think that that just speaks volumes of what he meant, um, to wrestling, but specifically Japanese wrestling moving on. Updates on the N1 Victory Tournament in NOAA. We have finally reached the end, y'all. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and I don't say that as if like as if it was bad. Don't get me wrong. I actually really enjoyed this tournament, but it's just it's just been a lot of stuff. So let's just walk through it. Okay, so boom. On one end, we had Block A. So we knew that the main event was supposed to be Cano versus Jake Lee. Jake Lee is the current GHC heavyweight champion that I have never been 100% sold on. Cool. Cano beats Jake Lee. Who would have thunk? Um, and that means that he ends up at the top of A block to move to the finals. And even if he doesn't win at this point, he's pinned the champion which means that he should be entitled to a title shot down the line no matter what. Plus, as I've said before, Jake Lee has defeated all of the NOAA top guys except for two people, Kano and Go Shiozaki. So let's move on to Block B. So a big match took place in Block B on this night. That means Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Go Shiozaki. They are tag team partners in my um, tag team that I'm obsessed with, Axis, they decided to wrestle each other in their tag team gear. Can you, do you imagine what that did to me? I was not okay. I was not well. I was not well. At all. But understand that. apparently this was a sign that no matter what the outcome was that you're sticking together, which is great for my mental health as well as my heart health. So I can live with that. Go Shiozaki wins. However, it was announced that now he's tied with Manabu Soya. So there's an impromptu sudden death main event that is called. 
So instead of Jake Lee and Kano's match being last, there's an impromptu main event that happens right afterwards, which is Manabu Soya versus Go Shiyazaki, which is a great match, by the way. Manabu Soya had defeated the GHC national champion earlier in the night, El Hio do Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, and so he should be entitled to a title shot down the line. I would love to see him win that championship, actually. Um, Go Shiyazaki defeats Manabu Soya. So this weekend, ding dong, um, we have Kino versus Go Shiyazaki in the N1 final. This is the card. It's actually a really great card. We have some really great people making appearances, um, such as Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be on this card. Josh Barnett is on this card. Um, for those of you who have ever seen Bloodsport, Blood, Blood that happens on WrestleMania weekend. Um, Josh Barnett basically is like over that. Um, who else is on this card? Um, Takashi Segura is making his return from injury. He's going to be in a six-man tag team match. Yuma Anzai from All Japan is still on this tour for NOLA. He did had a great showing in this tournament. Um, who else is in Notable? There's a I women's see. match on this card. Huh? Oh, is there? Okay, I see Timothy Thatcher over there. Yes! Uh, He's one half of card? the... Yes, Timothy Thatcher is actually one half of the GHC heavyweight tag team champions. Um, so there's a women's match on this card. Um, at, Noah has been launching, soft launching women's matches on their cards this year. It's a historically male promotion, but they've been doing, they've been putting women's matches on their big shows. I hope that it leads to a GHC Women's Championship being formed, much like the IWGP Women's Championship over in New Japan. Um, but the women's match, I will say, Noah's women's matches, all of them have been great. They've had some great people. Um, this six-woman tag is going to be Maya Yuki and Miyuki, um, Miyuki um, Takasi. Um, and Sumir Natsu, Sumir and Maya are, have been on Noah's shows before versus you, um, for not you, but why you, you, um, y'all know that's our girl. She just, um, wrestled Julia for the new Japan strong women's championship. So that's a familiar face. Hibiscus me and Hiroyo Masamoto. So this should be a really good six woman tag team match. Like I said, I hope it is my hope that this leads to a GHC women's championship down the line, but that's where we are currently. In the world of Japanese wrestling, those are just the updates of where everybody else... New Japan is back soon. New Japan is back soon. There's going to be some really great stuff happening soon. I can't wait for them to go back on tour Ugh. after the G1. Okay. So now that we got all of that out of the... You know, not out of the way, but after we... You know, we got all that up, done, finished... Do you have anything that you would like to add, Lyric, about being at All In, Ooh. Um, going to Ref Pro? Do you have any last words? We had a time this weekend, let me tell you. <laughs> no, it was, seriously, it was the most magical weekend ever. 10 out of 10 experience, 12 out of 10 experience. It was awesome. Um, I really had a blast. Honestly, the Ref Pro show was just bell to bell insanity like as far as pure wrestling it was just incredible like it was just incredible every single match hit for me 
Everything was amazing. The best match of the weekend of the night, which ended up being the best match of the weekend, which I believe is one of the best matches of the year. Luke Jacobs versus Tomohiro Ishii. I recently found out that Luke Jacobs is 23 and I have not been able to like believe it because that was absolutely insane. Um, what else? It was just so many, much great stuff. There was a pre-show women's battle royal. Sky Blue made an appearance. You want to talk about a pop? Listen, y'all, people love them some Miss Blue. I can't. The hype is not just on the internet. Like the worldwide, world, literally worldwide. That 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 sky blue pop is real. It's real. It's very real. She had a great showing. And I also would like to say shout out to her because her willingness to continue to work in these and continue to like get reps in outside of AEW is what separates her, I think, from everybody else of just like, she's going to go very far in wrestling because of her work ethic and her just determination of like, hey, like, even if I'm not going to get it here, I'm going to get it from somewhere. I'm going to get these reps. I'm going to keep getting in the ring with different people. I'm going to keep getting better. And it just shows like she really, really shined. Um, she had a really great face off with Sky Smithson, who's a really great wrestler in the UK. I liken her a little bit kind of like to Shayna Baszler. And so they had a really good face off in the match. Alexis Falcon was awesome. Every woman in that match, match was awesome. Um, I really wish that we could have gotten like a battle royal type thing um, at the all in show. I think it would have been perfect for zero hour. Um, but yeah, Rev Pro show was awesome. Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi in the main event was incredible. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ricky Knight Jr. Um, Leon Slater versus Dan Maloney. Oh, there was an amazing tag team match. Um, Katsuyori Shibata and El Fantasmo versus David Finley and Gabe Kidd. Um, that was great. I hope that New Japan actually follows up on that and we finally get that Gabe Kidd Shibata match. That was awesome. Moving on to All In. Listen, that's the biggest place I've ever been into in my entire life. And I'm a college football fan. And that just blew that blew all of my experience in like bigger stadiums out of the water. Um, Wembley is huge. <laughs> like Wembley is huge. And I just want to say like, it was just really cool to just like, I think sometimes in rest, as wrestling fans, we live in our heads. So we assume that we're the only person who cares about this as much as we do. And it was nice to be around other weirdos, you know? It was nice to be around, other, literally from the plane ride starting on. I got on the plane, uh, well, not my first plane because it was just a connector, but like the big plane to London. And then you see all the wrestling fans and wrestling t-shirts and we point at each other across, hey, hey, you, hey, you going to Wembley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up sitting next to the security guard from AEW. Um, yeah. Um, I did literally like, it was just insane. And then like, you're talking to different people like, oh yeah, you're going to the show. Then the people who don't know, what are you all talking about? Because I, in the midst of us talking, we holding up the aisle. We're like, oh, it's the biggest wrestling show of all time. AEW all in 80,000 people. And they're just like, we do not care. We do not care. And then what else? Like, um, and the next day, um, I and my friend Charlie, uh, we went over to Wembley just like the day before to see if we could like see like um, 
if there were like anything like set up that we can look at like from outside. And a lot of other fans had the same idea, but like some now some of y'all know y'all was wrong. Y'all done found them people hotels. Y'all done formed like a formed. <laughs> it was like a block. It is. It's a block of men. Like just just y'all just standing outside waiting for people to come in and out. It was crazy. Like, and it's funny, like whenever I would even see somebody before, like I could even think about moving, they would get sworn. So I saw Sting at the corner of my eye. And before I knew it, he was just surrounded. Surrounded. I saw Satnam Singh. Now nobody approached him. Now nobody approached him because y'all know, y'all know good and well, like he could see you. He could see you coming. I saw Saddam Singh try to like sit in like a regular park bench and it was so funny. Like, <laughs> Aisha, you're, you're muted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're muted. Okay. Um, so like literally his, his knees scraping the bottom of the, the, the table. The table. <laughs> um, he's so tall. Like seriously, like it, it, it's crazy to see somebody that tall, especially if you've been on a plane all day because you realize, wow, like these things are not built for you. Like these contraptions are not built for you at all. Um, and you should probably sue somebody because of that. Um, and so, what else happened? Oh yeah, I, I saw Hangman just walking around. It was really me. Me for me, I just I just need to see you, honestly. I don't even I lose all sorts of like any type of confidence to like go up to you. Cause like by then I'm already on the floor. You know, I'm 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 here. I'm passed out. You know, I'm just here. I'm on the ground. Uh but it was just really cool. Like in the train stations everywhere, you just see these big posters all in, all in. Yes, we really mean Wembley Stadium. And it's just like, as the time goes on, like I was in Westminster. So like near the London Eye and like, you just see fans everywhere. And then when that Mercedes picture dropped and people were like, oh yeah, well, she's just trolling guys. Let me tell you something from black woman knees. Okay. As much as that lady is a troll, no self-respecting black woman is buying a 2000 plus dollar hand-painted lace frontal wig custom just to troll people on the internet that she don't care about it's not happening i don't i've realized and and this is one of those things where we need more diversity in wrestling because i realized that y'all don't understand how much these wigs cost and how much time goes into these wigs you got to follow the wigs they're hand colored, hand painted. I follow. I, I also I follow Mercedes's wig maker. That's why I say this. I follow her wig maker because the same person does Trinity wigs. And so, you think that she just bought a a UK themed wig for no reason, just to just to troll y'all from the crib? No, it don't work like that. Um, and so, exclusive huh? series. Follow the wigs. Follow. Seriously, Mercedes, everything that she's done up to this point, truly follow the wigs. Guys, she's made it very clear that the colorful wigs versus she never wears the brown or the blacks for like her character. So like Mercedes Monet is always the colorful wigs, you know, like that's always the colorful wigs. And I follow her wig maker. She's very much so Mercedes loves a good theme. 
whether it's the Darth Maul or, you know, like, or it's the, the, the money prints or the flames, the burning away, the blue. She loves a good theme. Follow the wigs. Um, but yeah, seeing wrestling fans just everywhere. That was crazy. Um, it was nuts. Like really, we took over London. It was actually kind of nuts. Like follow the wigs. That sounds like risky advice. That's for, how do I say this? Um, black women business. We follow the wigs and we'll tell y'all when to follow. Okay. We'll tell y'all. You leave it to us, and then we'll tell y'all when to follow. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. Um, exactly. And so, getting to Wembley was nuts. Um, going through the media area was really, really nice. But we also had floor seats. Um, didn't know if we were going to be able to go down and come back up at first, and then after a while, we're just like, you know what, let's just do it. And I'm really glad because we spent the first one, two, three, four matches. On the yeah, we spent the first four matches on the floor, but we did zero hour up in the press box or matches on the floor and then went back up to the press box. Um, the energy is insane. UK crowds love to sing, like they love to sing about everything. Um, so many, like it was really cool. Like the there was a fan walking around in a Bray Wyatt cosplay, led everybody in singing. That was actually really beautiful. Um well, like it was just so, it was so much crazy stuff happening. And you realize how ridiculous it is that we're all here. Like how ridiculous it is that we're all here. And we're just so excited. Um, and I think it's just proof is that I think sometimes we take things for granted here in America of just like, we always get shows. And like, it felt like the UK crowd, like they were almost performing. Like they were performing so hard. Like they were performing to make sure that y'all come back. Like, they were performing. They acted like it was an audition. Like, I got one shot to make them come back. And you know what? Y'all won. Clearly, y'all won. All in London, too, is happening next year on the bank holiday. Um, But it was awesome. Biggest pops of the night. MJF actually got the biggest pop of the night, hands down. Like, just, it wasn't even close. Um, People love better than you, baby. I tell you what. I, they love better than you, baby. Um, Eddie Kingston gets a crazy pop, of course. Kenny Omega, Golden Lovers. That was insane. <sighs> that was the peak of my night. I ain't gonna lie. I could have gone home right then and there. After the Golden Elite came out, hey, I'm done, guys. Hang it up. Flat screen. Um, Stadium Stampede, amazing. 10 out of 10. Amazing. John Moxley has wrestled Jun Kasai once this summer, and he will never let them skewers go. He always has a fork in his pocket. Renee, we're all yelling, Renee, check his pockets. Renee, check his pockets. Now, I will say, now that crowd was nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty during that tag team championship match. Very nasty. Because the things that they were yelling at um, Cash Get the Gat Wheeler was nuts. Like they said, they, it's like they said, Wheeler's got a gun. They just started singing. They just kept singing over and over again. I said, y'all stop. My match of the night was the main event. I was saying the main event. Like it was my match of the night was definitely the main event. Um, second to second to that would be Young Bucks versus FTR. Um, what else happened? The women's match. I will say. 
Tony Khan, you he did what he had to do to get Soraya over. He had to buy the rights to a Queen song. Because I will say she would have got she would have got booed if she didn't come out to Queen. I'm gonna be quite honest. Because like when earlier in that show, when they did like the rundown of the cars and people were like yay and booing, when they first showed Soraya, like the people's was booing. They were booing. But nobody in England is ever going to boo Queen. So like that's never just gonna that's just never gonna happen. So you know what? Y'all got lucky. Sheeta got an amazing pop. Britt got an amazing pop. Tony Storm is the best in the business right now. She does her fallen Hollywood starlet stuff so well. Why did she come out to God save the queen? Who knows? People loved it. They ate it right up. They ate it right up. And I will say that match was actually really good up until like my only qualm about it is that it was too short. Obviously, I feel like the wrong person won, but the actual match was really good. Britt Baker hit the best curve stump I've ever seen um, in that match. Like that was nasty. That was the best curve stump I've ever seen, but bar none. The the women were cooking. I just wish that they had gotten more time. Um, Sting nuts. Swerve. That it was it was actually kind of scary to see like the the pop that he got eighty thousand people yelling Swerve's house was crazy like that was that was that was crazy they loved it they listen the people they ate that up Christian Cage people said started singing is your father alive they started singing is your father alive I can't can y'all hear me is yeah I, you can hear me. Yes. Now, okay. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I was going to say, like, listen, if Tony Khan knows what's good for him, like, he'll continue to push Swerve, right? Like, the man has consistently shown that there is an audience for him. And, yeah, and it's just, yeah, this sounds overall good. Y'all need to go watch the vlog. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Go watch the vlog that, uh, of, of Lyric at all in and also because i edited it so please go watch that blog please please, please. Uh, if that blog would not have gotten out without aisha y'all i need y'all to know because <laughs> i'm still half dead um lyric is still half dead um but yeah sting in the uk it's just like that's icon status seriously like that's really icon status of just and then man i don't know tk just got too much money on his hands he bought everybody said you want a song bet you want a song bet? Just started buying the rights to so many songs. He he bought the rights to um, Sting's old WCW theme, which is Seek and Destroy by Metallica. And the people went nuts. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it was, it was literally insane. Um, the acclaimed versus House of Black, I'm going to be honest, like, it should be illegal for that many people to be excited to scissor with a, what, a 59 year old man. But here we are. Here we are. It was amazing. It was beautiful. 10 out of 10. Billy Gunn for president. I don't know. Um, and then the main event. It was amazing. Like the main event was amazing. I'm, I was a huge, I, I, I was a huge hater for much of MJF's title run. And I feel like it was well-deserved hate. Um, 
And I like to hold people accountable. It was well-deserved hate. It just wasn't good up until this summer. The matches were good, but he only wrestled once every blue moon. So it was just like, okay, like, yes, I have two matches to show for six months of these 30-minute promo segments when you show up and, like, they're not great. They just weren't great. But I am big enough of a woman to admit this summer he hit his stride. Like, the stuff with Adam Cole is excellent. And I think this is the best stuff that Adam Cole has done in AEW too. And it helped him find his confidence back. It's the best wrestling he's done. It's the best on the mic that he's done. And I think like this is just put both. Obviously, Adam Cole was already a star. This put took both of them into superstardom. Um, it was amazing. 10 out of 10. It was the will they, won't they. I was on the edge of my seat. Roderick Strong, you will always be famous to me. Adam! Sir, the neck brace. The neck brace. Uh, listen, better than you, baby. Like, they ended up on hot ones. Like, once you were on hot ones, out here eating wings, hot wings with homeboy with Sean, I mean, I feel like you have made it. So, you've um, made it, truly. You've made it. So, uh, before, I guess, is there anything else before we wrap up for the night? Oh, yeah. Then the media scrum happened, guys. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh. The media scrum happened. I'm going to be honest. It was, I hate to say, I feel like Twitter almost exacerbated the actual situation. Of course. Um, because, obviously, yes, advocating for um, more women's matches on the card, which I will always do, but, like, it wasn't that. It wasn't, like, a situation where I felt like, oh, yeah, like, I'm being cut off or like being stuff like that. No, I was treated very respectfully at the scrum. Like it was, um, it was a really good experience. Um, I look forward to like, you know, obviously going to more AEW stuff in the future. And obviously I'm ride or die AEW because I flew across the world to be at all in and I don't regret it. Um, and I plan on going back next year because it's going to be a fantastic time. Now it's a tradition. Um, and so not bad for me. You know, I actually thought about that, like going back, like, that all-in main event was very, very, very historic in a sense of you had two men who are not the stereotypical wrestler physically of just like we're used to like these six, five Greek gods like sketched out of Marvel. And although MJF is jacked, he's short. And like Adam Cole is obviously undersized compared to like what we've typically seen as the top guys in wrestling, this was really a watershed moment as far as like size not being a determinant of star status in professional wrestling. And I think that that's really, really cool because it hasn't always been that way. Um, so that was for the biggest wrestling show of all time to have those two main event. Um, I think it was really cool. Um, but yeah, going back to the media scrum, it was actually really cool. Obviously, we need to we need more diversity. Um, I was the only other only black person there, but that's not just AEW thing. That's a all wrestling media thing, and we just need to get better, especially as the talent begins to diversify and we start to have more diverse talent. The media and the people covering it need to match. But all in all, fantastic trip. Ten out of ten. Can't wait for all out. I might be the only person excited for this all out card, but that's fine. <laughs> okay so uh nikki says SummerSlam was full of diversity love to see it um i think they're definitely i'm with you lyric consistency 
right? There has to be some consistency instead of like these big pockets, right? Like Nikki was saying, yep, it might be a regional thing too. And that's exactly what I was thinking as well, that like, depending on where you are, you know, so, um, but before we head out of here, can you tell the people where we can find you, Lyric, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Lyric Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and on there, you'll find all the stuff about like my podcast, all the stuff that I write. It's all there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shay, where can we find you? Find me at Shay Sire underscore, and you can find out all the other things I'll be doing at seven o'clock when I'm right back here for NXT after show on there Women's you. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aisha Watches. Whatever, I'm there. Um, I will be at All Out this weekend, so I guess look for a vlog, Lord, uh, for that. And uh, TK will be there as well, and so that should be fun. That'll be a good time. And then also you can find me on Sundays with uh, Collision Crew talking about Rampage and Collision. Again, I will not be there this Sunday due to All Out, but yeah, that's uh, where you can find us, and I don't know. I think that is it, so... Thank you all for joining us once again on Rising Sun Rundown. This is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Until next time, check out all the shows. We'll catch y'all later. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.